Hello, everyone, and a warm welcome to Ben Squared, an Invesco podcast seeking to share insights on the major market stories in just 10 minutes. Uh, I'm Ben Gutteridge, resident host and director of model portfolios here at Invesco. And completing the square is Ben Jones, Invesco's director of macro research. Ben, a thrill to speak to you as always, but particularly today, I mean, my mood is like really off the charts. I mean, not only are markets on a charge, but I found a new hairstyling product, or, or rather powder, that's giving my hair so much more lift and volume. I mean, it really just doesn't get any better than this. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Can you match it? Uh, I, I'm pretty good, actually, Ben. Yeah, no, looking out the window at the moment at a beautiful autumn's day. Um, it's interesting you talk about your hair. Um, a haircut is on my to-do list today, which is always the highlight of my day, actually, because I get to sit down for, for half an hour and, uh, and have someone uh, trim my hair. And thankfully, my barber is one of those that does not speak, which is uh, a rarity in this world. Yeah, I could have a lot of sympathy with that. But look, yeah. given time constraints, Ben, we'd better swerve any further grooming talk and instead reassure our audience that we'll be focusing on investment matters, uh, actually sort of reviewing the level of rationality in the market's swift recovery of late. But before that, we just want to remind listeners this recording is intended for UK professional investors only, should not be considered as investment advice, and that any capital invested is always capital at risk. We'd also kindly ask the audience to hang on after our conversation is finished to hear some further important messages. Uh, right, Ben, we touched on this last time, actually, but the market momentum has, has, has kept up. But can you quickly remind us you know, what, what you think lies behind this really quite impressive stock market recovery of late? Yeah, sure, Ben. Look, it's it's really about weaker data releases, um, primarily the downside surprise and inflation that we've seen um, from the US and the UK in recent weeks. And what that has allowed is the prospects of um, Fed cuts to be brought forward, um, or more importantly, perhaps any further hikes being taken out of the market. So really, we're kind of in that sort of scenario of bad news is good news. But what I would also say is that the, the growth data has been a little bit weaker, but it's not been so shockingly bad that people are yet abandoning the, the soft landing camp. So we're kind of in that sort of Goldilocks um, setup at the moment. Will that last? That's the big question. Okay, well, um, yeah, I mean, on that point, I certainly think like talk of Fed pivots has been part of the narrative for for a, well not necessarily for a while it's certainly been mentioned in the past and therefore must have and clearly did disappoint i mean do you think like rate hikes are now truly behind us or, or is there a risk of more to come uh, well i must admit I, I have moderated my view a little bit in recent weeks i think you know and our listeners probably know that i've been on the more hawkish um side of things and i've sort of expected inflation to throw another um curveball towards us um, but in recent weeks, we've had oil prices coming lower. We have had um, further surprises in inflation data, which does mean I need to um, start to adjust my view because when the facts change, you have to adjust your view. But what I would say is um, this is not the first time that we've been here. In fact, by, by my reckoning, we've probably been here about six or seven times during this hiking cycle really? where you wow. have quite a sharp sort of um, pivot when it comes towards Fed pricing. We go back to uh, March of this year when you had the banking crisis in the US, for example. The two-year yield fell from yeah. above 5% to below um, 3.8%, and then obviously it rebounded again through the course of the year. Autumn 2022, for example, you had the, the turmoil that was centered very much on the UK markets, but again, 
rate pricing around the world um, declined in the in the aftermath of that in this idea that growth was going to um, to weaken. Um, now this does feel a little bit different because suddenly the inflation profile has has continued to moderate, and I think in a lot of places, particularly Europe and the UK, it will continue um, to to moderate. Um, but if the inflation data picks up again, if we get an oil price shock, then there's a um, there's a worry that actually we need to start putting some hikes back in, or at least perhaps pushing out some of the cuts again. Um, and the final thing that I would say on this point is that the, the problem we might have as well is that um, with the decline in yields that we've seen that's been quite sharp in recent weeks, that, that kind of unwinds a lot of the, um, the work that the Fed wanted to see um, work its way through markets. So the Fed may decide that it needs to lean in or lean against these easing in um, financial markets conditions again, um, and may indeed then decide it's going to hike in December or perhaps even more likely in, in January. Yeah, I think, I think, well, they, and I think you certainly referenced, they were sort of citing the move in bond yields as actually having done some of their, doing some of their work for them. So if that bond, that yeah. bond yield tightness sort of reverses, then you know, that work is not being done for them. So they've got to do it. So yeah, that, uh, that's certainly a risk on our mind. But look, as you said, the oil price, and it's so often the case with economics, you know, there's so many variables. Uh, but Ben, you know, what, what, are the mar- what is the market expecting in terms of sort of US, maybe Bank of England sort of uh, rate cuts next year? When, when are they coming? And what is your anticipation in a very complex world of, of, of when they might actually begin versus the market? Yeah, look, with the caveat that um, I reserve the right to, to change my mind as a fact change, I think at the moment, um, certainly when we look at market pricing, you've got about three or four um, rate cuts in uh, priced in for both the Fed and the ECB, slightly fewer um, for the um, for the UK. Um, and I think that's the bit that's, um, that's probably going to be wrong or is going to change. In that, actually, I think the, the data in, in the UK is weakening more quickly. Yes, inflation is still more elevated, but it's coming down more quickly. Um, I think we probably need to pull some of those Bank of England rate cuts forward. And if the current data stay as they are or sort of carry on the current trend, then I think three, four rate cuts is probably a little bit optimistic for the Fed. Well, I can more likely see is them um, staying where they are now, but staying where they are a lot longer, sort of into Q3, Q4 possibly, um, and and then maybe starting to see some, some cuts coming in, in place then. So I think, yeah, the market pricing for me, it's too soon on rate cuts for the, um, for the Fed and too many at the moment um, next year. Uh, but on the UK, I think probably those rate cuts will come um, a little bit sooner, particularly when we look at the data like the retail sales numbers, um, for example, that were reported um, last week. The um, Just the, the sheer weakness in the volume numbers there suggest that the, the consumer is really starting to come under pressure. And we've already seen also the unemployment data in the UK is, uh, is much weaker than it is in the US at the moment. Okay, well, uh, thanks, Ben. I mean, Pivoting to your sort of the, the US reference and the, your concern that actually we might not get those cuts uh, coming through as soon or as the market is currently anticipating, like to some um, that might have like bearish connotations and it might be your, your view. But I, I wonder, is there sort of a scenario where like growth is resilient uh, and that sort of supports the idea that it, that actually rates can stay higher for longer and, and actually that inflation hasn't, re- hasn't sort of uh, reignited is still trending lower, heading towards target, but again, you, you know, isn't isn't hasn't moved so dramatically lower that cuts were appropriate. So that sort of mix 
could it be that rate cuts are priced out? Eh? We don't get those rate cuts next year, but the markets actually do okay? Or do you think if we don't get rate cuts, markets are going to struggle? Um, and there'll be bits and pieces that will struggle. But actually, I think from, a, from an aggregate level, if you do see that scenario, that growth um, stays reasonably resilient and you just sort of get rates on hold, that's probably an environment where you get sort of equities moving sideways or you get low single digit returns um, over the over the medium term. Um, I think it's a, probably a little bit where um, an area where you get some compression on some um, US um, valuations and where um, Europe and the UK, for example, are more attractively valued, you might get a little bit more of a re-rating there. So there's some relative value plays to, um, that could um, could spin out. But but generally speaking, yeah, if you get no breakouts and you get resilient growth, you probably get equities trading trading sideways um, from here. But that's sort of how I see the sort of medium to longer term. Um, now I know Ben, you're always pushing me for the more bullish um, sort of sort of stance on on stocks. And I think actually, if you ask me over the next sort of month or um, month and a half or so you can make a good case for actually equities rallying. Because one of the other things that I probably should have mentioned at the top for some of the reasons that equities rallied is that we have started to see some of that cash that's sitting on the sidelines. Um, a lot of money sitting in money market funds, for example, starting to leak out into both the rates market and equity markets at the moment. Um, and seasonally, this tends to be a pretty good time of the year for, for stocks, that, that infamous Santa rally that we, we tend to see. So um, you could see that money coming back into to stocks. Uh, and the other thing just to throw in on that side of things is that the other buyer that we're seeing at the moment um, is corporates themselves. So we've just come out of the Q3 earnings season. We talked about that on last um, the last podcast. Um, but what that means is that these companies can start to buy back their stock. Um, and they're doing that in Europe, especially at the moment, which I think is interesting, but also in the UK. So you've potentially got some... Um, some money going in out of uh, money market funds and you've got corporates buying at the moment. That's something that probably could allow stocks to rally into into the year end. Um, but to, to some, in answer to your question, really, I think in that scenario of no rates, resilience, um, growth um, next year, you're probably going to see low single digit returns, but certainly not the, the bear market that, that some people are calling for. Okay, well, uh, low, uh, thanks for pointing out the uh, optimistic approach I take, but uh, uh, we must round out with a sort of a final question addressing like the potential for more of a bear market type scenario, mm-hmm. certainly a more troubling period for equities. You know, what, what are the conditions you think that are going to sort of deliver that more troubling period um, for, for equity investors? Yeah, look, it's not too complicated, Ben. I think it's, it's weak growth and it's high inflation. That's the sort of the the real toxic cocktail for um, for stocks. Um, now, some are making the case at the moment that the the central bank put is back, given where where rates are um, are at the moment, and I can understand that. Um, but that's only fine if inflation is no longer a problem. And as I say, we're not quite there yet, there yet. We've certainly moved into a better place than we have been over a good chunk of 2023, uh, but we're not quite there yet. So if we would see another supply shock, um, think oil prices rising, for example, so it has to be more on the, the supply side of shock that causes inflation price, that would be a, a negative. Um, and if you get a big downturn in growth that is sort of more broad-based across the globe, then that's a bad case for um, for stocks in, in my environment, in, in my scenario world at the moment. Okay, brilliant stuff, Ben. Uh, could keep going as always, but we better better wrap up there due to time. But lots to reference 
in future podcasts. Um, as usual, we will be back in a fortnight. I think we'll sort of begin our sort of 2024 outlook series uh, in December, looking how at uh, how external commentators are seeing next year before pivoting to how we might uh, think 24 is going to play out. But before then, uh, if, if you want to speak to us before then, please reach out to either of us on LinkedIn or Ben Jones on Twitter. Uh, if you want to catch up on any investment in, uh, investment issues, please just get in touch with your Investco relationship manager and I'm sure they'll get back to you very quickly. Uh, but before you leave us, do please listen to the following investment risks and information. The value of investments and any income will fluctuate. This may partly be the result of exchange rate fluctuations and investors may not get back the full amount invested. This podcast is intended for UK professional clients only and is not for consumer use. Views and opinions are based on current market conditions that are subject to change. This is marketing material material and not financial advice. It is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any particular asset class, security or strategy. Regulatory requirements that require impartiality of investment or investment strategy recommendations, recommendations are therefore not applicable, nor are any prohibitions to trade before publication. Issued by Invesco Asset Management Limited, authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct. Authority.